For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you learn to work the word of God against the wiles of the devil, you have just learned the wielder's way. Hello and praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Wilder's Way. I'm Minister Alzada Perrier, and I'm really excited that you decided to listen to little old me. I never take it for granted any time that you decide to tune in. I know that there are thousands and thousands of podcasts, but you chose at this particular moment to listen to mine. And I pray that you stay for the duration because I really believe that I have a strong word, a good word for you today. Those of you who are returning, God bless you. Thank you for coming back. And those of you who are new, thank you for tuning in. I want to talk to you about something that I really feel has been an issue in the body of Christ, and it shouldn't be. And that is the issue of wealth. Today's title for uh, this podcast is You Can Have It If You Want It. I think the thing that really kind of inspired me to do this podcast about wealth is something that um, a situation or, or something that I had recently been in. Um, there is a an amazing pastor by the name of Dr. Darius Daniels, and he offers free challenges. And this particular challenge was called Unleash Your Calling. It was amazing. You had the option of joining for free. And then there was an option of uh, VIP, which kind of um, put you in a position where you heard from other leaders other than himself that are really amazing men and women of God um, that have prospered not only in ministry, but also in business, in business. And so, of course, when the challenge was over, of course, with any of these challenges, they make you an offer at the end. And he made an offer to join there was two offers actually for two separate groups that you could join. Both of these groups, just to paraphrase it all, was going to set you up to show you how to, to, to do business, to be coach, all sorts of things. The one program was 14 weeks and the other was a whole year long program. And so, of course, when the prices of these programs were offered, some people had it. Some people didn't. Um, some people might have had it, but felt like it was too much. But whatever the case is, you know, it was it just depended on your individual situation. And so um, I was looking at some of the comments after the fact, after the deal had closed out. And one young lady had put on there, y'all are for the rich. And like, People were leaving their comments. And so um, clearly she was frustrated because she didn't have it um, and probably wanted, wish she did because she wanted to join the program. She felt that it it was beneficial. And so um, just hang in there. I'm going somewhere. One of the people in the VIP section, a gentleman by the name of um, Dr. Myron Golden, who was amazing, talked um, about how he had acquired wealth. 
And this man said, he said, the reason why he is where he is today financially is because he studied the word of God and all of its principles and applied it to every area of his life. And um, it's that simple. <laughs> Millions of dollars. This man has a mastermind class that he offers for $155,000, where he teaches people wisdom in business that he got from the Bible, <laughs> pretty much. And so I wanted to say, and here is where it gets a little harsh. Some people got their thoughts about wealth. I do not believe in a prosperity gospel, but I believe in the gospel that will prosper you when you apply its principles. I mean, that was proof. I do not believe that God hates wealth. If that's the case, there would have never been a Solomon. There would have, do you know that when the children when Moses delivered the children from Egypt out of Pharaoh's grip, that was the first um, um, mention of uh, or uh, illustration, if you will, of a wealth transfer. Because when they left there, before they got to the Red Sea, they left with Pharaoh's money. They left with his stuff, the gold, the fine linens. They came in there and and they were slaves. They had nothing. Pharaoh gave them nothing. He barely fed them. But when they walked up out of there, they were a wealthy people. Now, if God was against wealth, would he have given something to his people that he was against? May I present to you that in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says, and this is just one of the items that was there. Gold was there. Y'all, this was a garden. There was no buildings. There was no stock market. There was no technology. We were born and created to be wealthy. And not only did he give us that, he told us to multiply it. So wealth is um, on the mind of God and for his children to have. How are we going to give to the poor, to the widow, to the, and the orphans if we don't have the money, if we don't have it, the Bible talks about money is the answer to all things. God knew some 2000 plus years later that there was going to be some questions that can only be answered with money. The IRS got some questions. Your phone company got questions. Your cellular phone people got questions. Your rent, your, your apartment building, your mortgage company got questions. <laughs> and so God knew that we needed money. The only thing that he said for us to watch is the love of it to the point where we leave him and we leave our principles, our values. He never said that money is the root of all evil. He said the love of it because he put a scripture in there. What profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his soul? Can I tell you what I believe? One of the wealthiest men to ever walk this earth and still is, honey, don't get it twisted. Just because he's been dead for hundreds of years, he still holds the title of the wealthiest man that ever walked the earth. And his name is Solomon, the son of King David. I find it interesting that the Lord came to Solomon in a dream and asked him, what do you want? I'll give you whatever you ask me for. And Solomon asked for wisdom. The Bible says the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. 
I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there ever be. I must say that again. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never, there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. And, and that ever be is still be today. You can combine Gates, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Bezos combined, combine all of their money. And it pales in comparison to what Solomon had. It pales in comparison to what Solomon had. You know what I also believe too? I really believe that the Lord put that desire in Solomon. He put that answer to ask for wisdom in Solomon. Think about it. God did everything by voice activation, creating the world, creating everything that we have. He did it by way of his mouth. The only thing that he put his hand, well, actually he put his breath in was man, put his hand on the woman, reached, took his hand in and, and pulled the rib out of the woman and fashioned her. But at the end of the day, I believe that the Lord had given Solomon the desire to want wealth and the Lord granted it to him. Not only did the Lord grant it, it pleased him. Let me tell you how wealthy Solomon was. This is found in 2 Chronicles 9, 13 through 29. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. I'll read 13 through 16. It says, this is 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 13 through 29. Every year, King Solomon received over 25 tons of gold. In addition to the taxes paid by the traders and the merchants, the kings of Arabia and the governors of the Israelite districts also brought him silver and gold. Solomon made 200, well, he talks about gold shields and things that he was made. But then I want to skip down and set to 22. King Solomon was richer and wiser than any other king in the world. They all consulted him to hear the wisdom, here it is, that God had given him. Each of them brought Solomon gifts, articles of gold, silver, robes, weapons, spices, horses, and mules. This continued year after year, year after year. Kings came to Solomon for wisdom. And when they came, they did not come empty handed. May I ask you a question? What wisdom has the Lord given you that he's desired for you to release so he can prosper you that you're still sitting on? <laughs> ah, as a consultant or a coach, are you holding back something that the Lord has placed in you to prosper you? And then you get mad because other people have done the work that you are not willing to do. Can I tell you, God has no respect of persons. If you have a Bible, you have the blueprint of wealth in your hand, be it in your phone or in an actual book. 
It's not other folks' problem that you're not willing to do the work that they did to prosper. The Bible, the whole book of Proverbs is a book on wisdom written by Solomon talking about the perils of laziness and procrastination. Don't get mad, get glad. I'm going to get ready to, uh, I want to share something with you that I, I had to use as an illustration and um, you're probably going to be like, well, what does this have to do with it? And, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you in a moment. Um, when I was a little girl, and even now, I believe that they're still around. It was a trash bag company called Glad Bags, and the commercial you would always see a man or a woman go out to like those big thirty gallon trash bags that would be outside. You know, usually when we collect leaves or you have a a big cookout or whatever or lots of trash, you'll use that one bag. And so they would go to the bag. This is a commercial, y'all. They would go to the bag. The bag would already be tied. And in the commercial, they would pull the bag up out of the trash can and then the bag would bust. And the, tr- and the leaves, if there was leaves in the bag, it would get all over the ground. If it was trash in the bag, it would get all over the ground. And here comes the tagline of their company. It said, don't get mad, get glad. Don't get mad, get glad. And then you see the person clearly angry because their trash is all over the place. And now they got to sweep it up and rebag it. And then it, they fast forward to the next day. Obviously, the person has purchased the glad bags. And um, in the now, when they go to pick the trash up out of the bag, out of the trash can, the bag this time it doesn't burst, and you hear the tagline again. This time, the person says it: "I didn't get mad; I got glad." What is the point? My point is, you can secure the bag of wealth. Don't get mad. Get glad. Get glad that you serve a God that gave us his word and gave us principles that can prosper us. Get mad. I mean, get glad rather that you serve a God that wants you to be wealthy. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health as thy soul prospers. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says that the Lord has given us power to obtain wealth. Um, The Lord also cautions us in Proverbs 10 and 4 about a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. I'm telling you, get glad that we have a God that wants you to be wealthy. Don't be, and don't be afraid of it. He wants you to accumulate it and he wants people to pay you for wisdom. Solomon got paid for the wisdom that he gave because when he gave it, it prospered the people. Don't get mad, y'all. Get glad. If you have a Bible in your hand, be it an app or the book, you have the the key to wealth. What's going to turn the lock and open the door of treasures to you is the implementation of those principles. Do you know why I titled, you can have it if you want it? (laughs) Because you can. That young lady, I don't probably will never meet her. The one that said, y'all made this for the rich. If she doesn't break that poverty mindset off of her and use that free nugget that she was given by Dr. Golden, that God gave us 
since you had a Bible, since you gave your life to Christ, she can still attain wealth. You just got to do it God's way. The Bible talks about not only being hearers of the word, but doers. Don't get mad, people, when people are wealthy because they put in the work that you aren't willing or weren't willing to do. Consider what the Lord has placed on the inside of you, because if he placed it there, you're supposed to prosper. We are mandated, scheduled to be prosperous. Even with this economic downturn and stuff on the verge of crashing in the midst of shortages, in the midst of all of these, we got monkeypox coming out now. I don't care what pox, what COVID, what economic, we don't have to be dependent on stimulus checks. We depend on a God who owns it all anyway and gives it to his children. Dr. Golden talked about how he studied all the times that gold was mentioned in the Bible. And I think he said it was eight times. And he said, and every time that it was mentioned, it was mentioned in connection with God's people. And also stop getting mad at the wicked for being wealthy. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. So you're supposed to get that too. (laughs) Well, why do the wicked prosper? Let me tell you something. The devil is not a creator. He has to take what God made and counterfeit it. He makes it look good to get you to buy into it. Think about it. In the wilderness, when Jesus was in the wilderness, the devil offered him kingdoms and the devil had him to offer because he's the God, little G of this world. And the and and Jesus was like, no. And And my whole thing is, when you ask how the wicked prosper, Jesus said, no, he did not accept the offer. Watch this. The wicked prosper because they accepted Satan's offer. The Bible says whom the Lord makes rich adds no sorrow. (laughs) Read your Bible. Stop getting mad. Get glad. Read your word and get your wealth. It belongs to you. Not only does it belong to you, but God wants you to have it. You can have it if you want it. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to go. It doesn't have to be long to be strong. Um, I pray that you tap into what God has already put in you to do, because that's going to be the thing that's going to prosper you. Poverty really starts in the mind before it hits your pockets. Get wealth on your mind by getting the principles of God in your life and watch your whole life prosper. And not only your life, but you'll be able to bless the lives of others. Until next time, this is The Wilder's Way. When you learn to work the word against the wiles of the devil, you just learn The Wilder's Way. God bless you. Bye-bye.